All right, guys, welcome to another special edition of the Strength Coach Podcast. We do this every month with Vince Gabriel, and he is the founder of Gabriel Fitness Performance and Fitness Business University, as well as Kiss Marketing. Vince, thanks for doing this, bud. What's up, brother? How you doing? All right, all right. Ready for the holidays. I know you're traveling, which you got to be, you got three kids. You got to be crazy to be traveling. Now, nah, they're, they're, they're older now, so they're good. Yeah. You know, they're my youngest is is eight, so they're actually pretty decent to travel with. Um, they're pretty self sufficient. I make them carry their own bags and all that stuff, so we're not doing. Uh, it, it's actually very enjoyable. We're going to California. Vanessa's mom is, lives out there, and I got a bunch of friends out there still um, from when I worked in San Diego, and I got a couple college buddies out there. So, yeah, we're excited to to do a little do a little trip. Now, now let's just make sure you're not going ahead first doing a seminar because last time you did that in Montana, oh my god, we had a whole episode on it. Um, that, that was, was awesome. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that was the craziest story. I'll, I'll, I have to. I'm gonna probably. I gotta try and remember, like, go back and link that episode so people can hear that story. But, um, Vince, all right. So it's Christmas, and we talked last, um, last month about uh you know that you know right this idea about uh, the the january 1st right the, the the big the big surge coming in 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 january and how to take advantage of it so we did that to kind of give people enough time to really kind of get things in order but besides that and we're kind of going to go back to that but it's that kind of time of year where we want to think about um we don't want to be thinking last minute. We don't want to be thinking, hey, it's it's January's coming up. What am I going to do? Or, you know, wow, you know, or April 1st, you start thinking about the summer. You really got to start to think, how do you teach all of your gym owners, all your clients about this piece of it, about really staying ahead of the game? Because there's so much to do with these things. It's not just, hey, we're having a sale. Um, talk to us about how you help them plan maybe for the year. Yeah. So the, the interesting thing is, you know, one of my favorite quotes is from Mike Tyson and he says, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. Right. And that doesn't negate planning. Right. I think some people like hear that quote and they're like, Oh, well, we don't need to plan. Just like, no, you need to plan. Right. And by all means, if it doesn't go and it never usually does go exactly the way that you want it, you know, there's variations of it and you want to try and, you know, push towards your goals as much as you can. But at the end of the day, you know, there are a lot, many things in life that are out of our control. So, um, the first thing about a plan is just to be prepared for it, probably not to go exactly the way that you're going Good to, point. you know, think about it. But yeah. I like to look at the, um, the marketing side of things in quarters. I, I think it's challenging to look at a full annual marketing calendar. Now I do believe there are pillars that don't change. And here's my example of this. I think I've talked about this before. Um, in wrestling, uh, I don't know if you're a big wrestling fan, but I'm sure people that are listening to this are wrestling fans. The WWE, WWF, whatever, for 40 years has had WrestleMania, has had SummerSlam, 
has had the Royal Rumble, has had Survivor. I don't know if they do Survivor Series anymore. I'm not. I'm not actually. I don't watch anymore. Right. But they've had these like things that are these big events, and those events never change. If it's summertime, they're doing SummerSlam, right? And the wrestlers obviously have changed. The venue always changes. But the event always happens at that time. So I do think for an annual calendar, you can look at what are some of the big pillars that, hey, you're probably going to do this every year from an event standpoint. Let me give an example. The month of December, my community has a thing called the Winter Walk, right? And it's a community event where people put up tables and people are walking around. And every year we have set up a table and we generate leads from that table. And we did it, you know, many years ago, it worked well. And so we just do it again. So it's kind of like, just like on the calendar. We don't need to think about it. Like we even told the people like, there's like, do you want to do the winter walk this year? And we're like, you know, we'll do it. Yeah. We're going to do it every year. Just put us down. Like, don't worry about like saying, well, it's $400 this year instead of 250. It's just like, no, we're, 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 we're doing it because it's a thing that has shown to be successful. Right. And so I think from an annual perspective, you have to look at, what are the core main things? And I was using that as an example. It's actually not a big thing for us. I was just yeah. using it as an example. It's like it happens every year. There's a certain time period that it happens on. It's the same week. We have a process for what we do when we go. Um, so, so I think that that's like a really, really important thing to look at the things from an annual perspective that you're just going to do every year. And And this is one of the most important things that people need to understand. And one of the first things I do when I map out a marketing plan, it is almost borderline uh, insane to do something that works and to not repeat it. It just doesn't make any sense. Yet I do it. Everyone else probably does it. And boredom is usually the culprit. We're always looking to think, well, what's the next thing? What's the next? Oh, the winter walk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year. No, 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 no. It's just like it worked. So some of the times the guesswork can be taken away of looking at your year and being like, what worked last year? Like, what actually was successful? And then doing something crazy like repeating it. <laughs> and not changing it and not like not needing to go out and reinvent the wheel. And like, no, it just worked. And until yeah. it stops working, just keep doing it. And that's where I think that the fatigue comes in. Fatigue comes in from like people. Uh, and this is a big discrepancy here. The fatigue comes in, especially with marketing from people that actually do marketing stuff right? Versus building assets that can be used and reused. Is there constantly on this train of like, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. And I got to do this, the squirrel marketing idea. Like, let me do the newspaper. Let me do this. And they're just always running, trying to find stuff versus settling in and being like, okay, 
let's um, touch this once. Let's create this plan. I talked about last month, 50 strong. Like we've created that thing once and now it's set. The, the, the whole process is set and we just use it. And it doesn't take a lot of effort. doesn't take a lot of energy to do it. So I think that's one of the most important things with a plan is when you are making a plan, leverage what you've had past success with and then just pop it back on the calendar and do it again. Now, in terms of actually making the plan, I talked about in the very beginning about I don't really do like a big annual. There's pillars in the annual, but really what I dial down is the quarter. And, you know, there's a magical date that I like to plan the quarter, and that is six weeks before the quarter starts. So essentially on a Jan 1 quarter start, November 15th will be the day in and of around the day where I sit down and I'll block typically three to four hours and I'll be like, what are we doing for marketing? What are we doing to generate the leads? What are the certain time periods? What are the events? What are the things that we did last year? Like, and then you start to put that, you know, on the calendar. So for example, for my business, for my consulting business every year in January, uh, around the third week, we run a webinar. It's just like clockwork. We run the webinar. So on my marketing plan, I know that on November 15th, when I did it, it was, all right, January webinar. And a lot of it was built around that. So I think that's like, so you should mark your calendar and they can do this now before, right? And do it for the year, put it on your calendar for November 15th, marketing, call it, I call it marketing map out session where I'm going to sit down and I'm going to intentionally, to use your word, plan what I'm going to do, what I'm going to take advantage of. And now when you do it ahead of time, you have the time to start to think about, you know, who you're going to reach out to, what you're going to do, what resources do you need? Do you need to set up a Facebook ad? Do you need to do this landing page? And you have the time to be able to prepare for that versus when, you know, if we're thinking about it now, Right. So it's December, whatever, as we're recording December 21st. Well, your marketing needs to start for next year on January 3rd, 1st, whatever. It's, you don't have a lot of time to get ready if you haven't done it already. Now you can do it. I'm not saying you can't do it, but it's best done when you're not rushing and urgent around it. So that's like what I, I think the time period of when. And take these, there's four dates of the year. There's four quarters of the year. So there's four dates. And what you do is you take the start date of the quarter and you subtract six weeks. And that is your date that you're going to sit down and do it, you know, yeah. as close to the day as you can. Cool. So ideally, they sit down right now, do an after action review. Hey, what worked this year? What are we repeating? Right. Put those dates on the calendar, the six weeks before the quarter starts, so November 15th, and then it would probably be, uh, uh, what's the next quarter? Uh, it starts April 1st, so that would be February 15th. You're going to have to do another one, and then you just basically, uh, you know, think about your marketing glove like you talked about. Like, whether is that, you know, are we doing Facebook? Are we doing the newspaper? Are we doing webinars? Uh, you know, pick your five uh, parts of your glove to know that, Hey, this is coming up because when you're, if you're not doing that, 
like you said, try try doing Facebook ads on, you know, December 31st for January 3rd and, you know, figuring all that crap out. So, uh, but yeah, I love, I love that idea of that after, you know, you're right. Why we're, we get bored. It's kind of like programming, right? Like yes. I think a lot of people talk about that. Coach Boyle talks about Kevin Carr, talk about it. Um, we get more bored than the yeah. clients do. They're only in there twice a week. They think in all six weeks, they've been doing the same two workouts, but you know, Probably better that they're doing that. Um, good stuff. All right, so let's let's just kind of look at. I want I want to just stay on this for one second. So yeah, what in your quarter can you give it you? So you do like what else do you do in January? We know you have a webinar. So uh, what what will you do in Feb? What will you say for February and, and March? Yeah. I'll keep it on the gym side just to kind of, cause mm-hmm. that's, you know, most of the people aren't yeah. running consulting yeah. business. So I'll keep it on mm-hmm. the gym side. Um, so, you know, as I said last week, our January, our equivalent to a webinar, right. In the, in the gym space would be running some type of a challenge, whether that's a new year, new you. I think that that's what varsity house does. They call it new year, new you. We run our 50 strong. Sometimes it's a fat loss thing, but there's some kind of a, an event based, um, you know, challenge for that usually and typically in January. And, and when you have a big event like that, most of the marketing is drawn to that one thing. I think a lot of people always ask the question, you know, I have an evergreen offer. Should I pause the evergreen offer? And my answer is, yeah, pause the evergreen offer and then, you know, put all roads into that one, um, big event. Right. Um, so there's a couple of things you look at. So for example, for using uh, February, right. And, there's a holiday in February that you're not supposed to miss. What is it? Groundhog's Day? No, it's President's called, Day. It's called Valentine's Day. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Hello. All right. <laughs> Don't let your wife hear this podcast, okay, that you didn't know when Valentine's Day was. Right? So there's Valentine's Day. Yeah. And so that's like a perfect – it's sometimes what one of the most important things in marketing and what you need is a reason. Is a reason. Uh, the change of the month is a reason. The change of the year <laughs> is a reason. A holiday is a reason. Um, you know, when, the most famous reason ever when we uh, had an explosion in business is when we reopened it co- after COVID-19 and we reopened the gym for outdoor training. And I'll never forget what we did. We did like a, a, a voicemail drop that we were back open um, for outdoor training alone. And it was like this mass explosion of people that came, you know, back, but that was a reason. Right. And so I think that that's a really important marketing concept for people to understand is sometimes, and the reason doesn't need to always be huge. That is why, like, if you, um, there's a, the, um, there's a holiday every day of the year, right? So like, I don't know what today is, but like, there's like a nacho cheese, national nacho cheese day. Like there's like, there's stuff like that every day. And sometimes that obscure stuff is very powerful, right? So what you're doing is you're giving yourself a reason for showing up. So that's what like an example would be in February. There's a reason that we're doing this. It's Valentine's day. And so you can use a theme. We have our bring a date, which is basically like a bring a friend week or something like that. Right. And we know that that we're going to do that every week. And we know that there's going to be internal. This is more of an internal promotion. It's a referral driving. 
thing, right? So people would, um, and we market it basically our email list to our current members. We'll put signs up in the gym. We'll post it on our private Facebook page. And then we'll make announcements in that sessions, right? And that's how we promote that internal thing. And so like we know that that we've done that every year. So we know that that's like, okay, that's how we're going to run it. We're going to run that play. And, you know, we're going to do that coming up in the month of February, right? So that would be something that's on um, the calendar, right? And then, you know, on your calendar is also not just event-based stuff, but on your calendar should be, well, how often are you going to send an email, right? Are you going to send an email every Monday, Wednesday, Friday this year, right? And I think that, you know, email marketing is a really powerful way for people to, um, to get new clients. And I think not enough people do it. I think it's just, it takes some time to learn. It takes some time to do it well. Um, but I, it's almost like, you know, I've talked about this many times, but like your email list is this auditorium full of people that have the ability to become customers and they're sitting in your basement every day. And you have the ability to walk up on that stage, talk to them, teach them something and ask them, Hey, do you want to come try the gym? Right. And I think that that's like an opportunity. And that's why I write an email every day to my consulting list. I read an email every day and I've done this for five years. So 365, maybe call it 360 because there's probably a couple I've missed. Right. But not many, but 365 times five, that's the amount of emails I've written since I started this business. And I just look at it, it's like every day I'm just walking up on stage and I'm saying, hey, my name is Vince. I'm going to teach you something hopefully really cool. You're going to really like it. And oh, yeah, by the way, I got this thing. Do you want to try it? You know, and I, and I think that that's like a very simplistic view of it. But maybe it's something people need to pay closer attention to because I will tell you this. You don't own your social media platforms. You don't own Instagram. You don't own Facebook. Your your email list is an <laughs> asset that you yeah. own. And it's one of the more important ones. You know, like if I was like buying a gym, I would look at the health of the email list as one of the main drivers on what I want to buy this gym. So I, I, I don't think people give it enough importance, but I think that that's um, a, a really powerful. So, so you decide so on the calendar would be deciding, are we going to do email Tuesday, Thursday, what did you do last year? Oh, well, last year we sent like, you know, one email a month or we sent, you know, it was so sporadic. It's just like, well, this year, maybe you'd make a decision to decide to be more consistent with that. And this year, maybe it's, all right, well, I'm going to email on Monday, Wednesday, or I'm going to email on Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to email on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever it is, but that goes on the calendar. And then, you know, right. And whether that those emails are promoting a specific event you have coming up, whether those emails are just promoting, you know, them to come try the gym, um, that goes into the plan because you, what you don't want to do is like just randomly send an email here and there. You want to have an intention behind, all right, this is an asset. This is what I call a finger on the glove. This year, I'm going to leverage that finger on the glove, sometimes more, sometimes less, What's it going to be? But having that, to use your word, plan, right? A plan of how we're going to leverage that specific thing, um, you know, to do it. So that'll be. Yeah. And, and as you talk about this stuff, there always seems to be 
Wow. Yeah. There, there's, there's really a lot for each of these things. There's not like, for example, with your 50 strong, we talked a lot about this last episode. There's a lot to it there. It's not just something like, Hey guys, do 50 strong here. It's, it's pretty easy. You're going to do it's a, you know, you have to have all your ducks in a row. There's a lot. Like, I know you teach that to your, to your, um, to your, um, uh, your market, your, yeah, your, your, your mastermind. <laughs> Sorry. I <couldn't, laughs> why can't I, yeah, you teach that to your, to your, to your gyms about yeah. things like that. Like uh, that's the surge program, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what we do in the surge. Basically like the MBA that most gym owners never got, you know? And that was like, you know, I remember, you know, I think I've told the story, but you know, two years I owned a, my two years into owning a gym, I was broke and literally did not know how to get new customers at all. And it was the, the marketing education that I got, the education that I, I was self-taught, right? Really just reading books and, you know, going to seminars and courses. But I understood that, like, I knew how to train people well and I was decent at keeping people. But I knew that that was kind of somewhat out of my control. Like, not everyone's going to stay forever. There's things that happen, right? But I just didn't know what to do, like, to get new customers, and, you know, in the beginning, you go on instinct, right? In the beginning, you go on by, you know, putting flyers on cars and like handing out your business card to local businesses. It's just like, <laughs> there's all like this, like, and some of it works, right? Some of it works um, in, in spite of you. Um, but it wasn't until I really learned the the foundations of marketing, Right the understanding of a clear target market, the understanding of a marketing message, the understanding of multiple ways to get that message out there. It, it wasn't until the understand uh, the understanding of making offers and doing that often. It wasn't until I got that, that I really got successful at my gym. And so I think that's like, I kind of have this passion around teaching it. Right. And not just like I'll do things like 50 strong where I'll give the stuff out and like make it done for you. And I find like I do I do realize that people do need some of that stuff. I think that that is important to have some things that are like, all right, just let me make it easy for you. Yeah, and that's yeah. fine. But at the end of the day, what I, what I really want to do. It, it, it teach as many people as possible this skill because this skill changed my life. Right. It really did. Like I'm not doing this podcast. I'm not sitting here if I don't learn this skill. I run four companies and all four of them are based on the principles of marketing. And all four of them have been able to come successful based on the principles of marketing. Like I knew I don't operate four companies. Honestly, I only operate one and that's the mastermind. The rest of them are operating, operated by other people, but I deliver the marketing prowess to each one of them. And it's, it's, it's honestly like, it's a skill that I've learned, just a skill like you've developed as a podcast host, like you're a great podcast host. You know how to ask good questions. That's a skill that you developed over time as a coach, as a trainer, we develop skills. And I, I mean, I, I don't know a more important skill for a business owner to learn than marketing. Like, I really think it's almost, and I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't like it. I'm not interested in it. It's just like, and I, and I think it's like, um, 
I don't want to say negligent, right? That's not the right word, but it, it, it's almost like, I, I think it's almost irresponsible not to learn it, not to understand it, not to know, because it's the, it's the start. Nothing happens until you get a lead. This is how business goes. Marketing generates the lead. Sales converts the lead. The operations keep the client and the finance collects the money. The first one is the most important because nothing, the other three don't happen without the first one. And the one of the reasons also why it's so important is because um, it's really expensive to find someone to do this for you, right? To find a really, really good person to understand and oversee a whole marketing strategy is going to be very, very expensive. And I've yet to see a gym, maybe one or two, that one have been able to afford a full-time marketing person to do it. Two, has that person lasted more than a year? You know, <laughs> probably not. You know, uh, so so the reality of this is the owner of the business needs to understand this concept and this part of it. And I think that that's like one of the more powerful things that I am trying to do in you know as I, I call it legacy, whatever, whatever. I don't know. That's for other people to decide. But what I want to do is teach as many people this skill as possible. Um, because of what it's done, you know, for my life and, and, you know, the businesses that have been created from it. Um, and that's essentially the search, essentially the search is that me guiding people into that education, the education that they never got about marketing that, and we do it in a fun, cool, not corporate way, right? We do it in a way of like grassroots. We do it in a way of like a gym owner would want to learn, right? I don't think any gym owner wants to go take a, a marketing class at their local college because that's going to be boring as shit. Yeah. Expand right? on that though. Like in what, how, how do you make this grassroots or fun or, you know, because it's a, it's a, it's not easy, but marketing can be fun. I love it. I love that part of it. Well, here's the thing. The, the first thing that makes it fun is getting results. Yeah, that's what makes it fun, right? What makes it fun is all of a sudden I tell you to do something, people go do it. You're like, oh shit, it worked, right? The, one of our clients that did the surge, his name is Giancarlo. He's killing it. He's a gym owner in Philly. He took the surge and he was just like, I think he was like 23 years old at the time. He had no money. He was all scared to take the course. And I told him to do this referral thing. It was like a holiday card thing. I was like, hey, just give all your clients a free month to give us a gift to a friend. And he's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And he did it. And he got 25 new clients in three and a half weeks. I remember the testimonial. And he's just like, oh, shit. So that's fun. Yeah. Right? yeah. So fun is getting results, right? I'm not saying I'm going to like yeah. entertain you guys. Like yeah. hopefully, hopefully I'm not, it's not going to be boring, right? But the reality is me being able to teach stuff that you can go out and do. And I think a lot of... People that are, um, you know, when they learn marketing or they have other people help them with marketing, it's this, hey, let's get your name out there, right? Let's go do the stuff. No, it's about results. It's about, did you do something and did it generate a result? And that's like when you, like, let's say you're a trainer, like to use this trainer example, um, you train someone and all of a sudden they start losing weight and they start having success. Like, that's fun, right? Yeah. You know, the work might not be that fun. The result is fun. And so that's what I try to teach a results-based marketing plan that what we're going to tell you to do, right, is going to help you succeed. And so that's kind of, 
Yeah. How how long? Like, is is this an evergreen program, or do you kind of offer it like once or twice a year? I do it uh, twice a year, sometimes three. This year, I'm going to do it okay. twice. Yeah, um, and, and we go ahead, and we teach it uh, live for six weeks. So six weeks in a row, I'm getting on the phone with a bunch of gym owners. We're teaching building blocks of marketing. We're teaching, you know, how to run some of these plays. You know, what we got to learn the foundations first, but we're also learning very, very specific things that they can go and do, kind of like what I just um, yeah. gave as examples. Yeah. So, so do uh, that's that's cool. So, like, do they um, it, within that six weeks? Is it week one? Like, guys, here's your homework. I want you to do this. Uh, I want you to email or I want you to get on the phone every day this week, call 10 people, 10 of your old clients. I mean, are you, are you making them like during that time? I, we were talking about Michael Hyatt earlier and Michael Hyatt had a school thing. He called it the five minute win. And basically he would, uh, we he would go down, go down to Nashville every quarter. And, and then every each day in like one time in the morning. And then one time in the, in the afternoon, we did this. He took a break. He said, right now, I want you to do one thing. It's going to be really quick, whether that's send one email or make a call or, or uh, write, write a headline or, or start a headline for your email. Do one thing five, that's going to make you kind of get you a little closer to that goal. Are you doing a lot of that type of stuff within that six weeks? Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's, there's homework and there's not. And what I try to do with the homework too is give them assignments that are going to make their business better. Like kind of like if you build a house, or let's just say you're trying to, you got a house and you want to make the house, you know, improve the house. Well, you're going to get more value from replacing the roof than you would for painting the bathroom door yellow. Right. And so that's what we try to do is create things and create systems and processes that they can use forever. Right. One of the examples would be teaching them how to create a unique selling proposition, which is a statement that shows how that gym is different than other gyms down the street. Once you have that, you've got it. It's an asset that you use for a really, really long time. So it's not just about doing a bunch of busy work. It's about what are the things that we can do to actually make that business stronger. Very cool. So um, you said you do it a couple times a year. Uh, when is the next surge program? Next run starts January, January 30th. And uh, so we'll be putting it out there throughout the month of, of January. But um, yeah, January 30th is the start uh, of the next one. And Cool. Yeah. Cool. So we, can you send us a link just so we, we can, uh, you know, or keep us posted. And I'll put the link up as well uh, for everybody to. Yeah, the uh, URL. The URL, if they want to type it in now, is just six-week client surge. The number okay. six, the word week, uh, client surge. Very cool. Vince, yeah, I think that's along, along this, I think that's it. Along this line of, of, you know, kind of we're, we've been talking about like the marketing, you know, map market mapping the marketing out and the, the, the marketing plan. And, and we're talking about emails and you're, and you were saying you, you pretty much do that every day. So that the consistency is really hard in writing. And I kind of want to transition this into, into some writing stuff. You've written nine or 10 books. You have a new book. We were talking uh, a couple months ago, you were telling us about the book you're writing for your kids. So I want to, I want to ask you about that, but talk, let, let's go over that because I think it's a, a pretty cool thing. And, and it's, it's real. You want to talk about a skill of, of understanding and learning. Like it, it's one of those things though. You just got to keep doing it. Talk to us about your thoughts on this because, you, you know, you're really consistent with this and you're a great writer. 
I, I think that, you know, when you want to get better at anything, it's just like the more you practice it, the better you're going to get, right? And so I look at marketing from a standpoint of what's the the one thing that everything that you can do on marketing, right? The one thing that has to be used for all of them. And that is, that is writing, right? Um, even video. And I'm not saying someone can't just go off the cuff and do a video, but a lot of times scripts precede a video, right? Um, a social media post has words. An email has words. Uh, books have words. And it's just, I think that like, what is the the top of the iceberg with a skill that if you, because you can't get good. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I am horrible at the technical side of marketing, like in terms of like running Facebook ads. And, you know, I know uh, what uh, helps a website convert, but I'm not like building websites and coding and stuff yeah. like that. Right. And so I think that for people like me that, you know, owned a gym, I looked at my ability to write was the most valuable asset that I created. So I didn't have expertise in every area of marketing. There's a lot of guys, there's some consultants that do what I do, right. That are doing masterminds and coaching that are like wizards with like, you know, um, you know, things like active campaign and, and um, I'm trying to think of the other one, um, click funnel infusion soft, like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're really good at that. You know, like, I don't know. I didn't log into that shit. Right. You mean confusion soft. <laughs> confusion soft. <laughs> I, I've never, we did use it for a short period of time, but again, like I wasn't involved. Yeah. In no, yeah. I was involved in that. So for example, I was involved in, if there was a follow-up sequence, I was involved in writing the emails of the follow-up sequence. But yeah. I wasn't involved in like the tinkering of all all the stuff, right? But the most important thing is what's the words that people are going to respond to? And so that's that's I, I I've always um kind of valued that copywriting is something um that I, I've done and I really enjoy and I like learning about. So it was kind of cool that I enjoyed it. Uh some people don't enjoy writing. Um but it kind of started the consistency. Here's the first story actually on books. Um, I back in the day, I used to write an email every Monday for my gym list. And the email was the the column was called like Mindset Monday. And I every Monday I would sit down and I would write something about mindset. I would write something about personal development, personal growth. And it was just like, I feel like there's a ton of Mindset Mondays now, but back then sure. there really was nothing called Mindset Monday. Yeah, and, and it was randomly the guy that was running the gym at the time, he made it the name Mindset Monday. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good. And so, so for three years, I would write this email. And then all of a sudden, three years later, I had like 150 emails and I sent the emails to an editor and they put it into a book. And so that was actually my first book. I didn't actually sit down and write my first book. Well, I did. It just took me three years. Right? Well, John, so, John Goodman just wrote about that. He just said he did the same thing. He it was a blog. There were blog posts, and he sent yeah. it to a ghostwriter, and they wrote it. Yeah, John. I love John Goodman. He's great. He does a great job. Yeah. Um, and actually, I talked to John not um, not that long ago. I think he's phenomenal. And I always learn a lot from, he's just an intelligent guy and I always learn yeah, a lot from what definitely. he thinks. 
Yeah. Uh, but, but, but yeah, so that was like, and this was, this was 10 years ago. This is a decade over a decade, maybe over a decade ago, which 2024. Yeah. This is probably over a decade ago that this happened. And I didn't like, I don't know how it really came about, but I was just like, Hey, I got all this stuff. Let's like put it into a book. Um, but, but, but the point is what I'm trying to make here is the consistency of that created the asset. And that's where I think that the, the, the one, you get better at it through being consistent. Okay. But two, when you're consistent, you also will build more assets. And that's one of the most important things for people to understand is that you want to, and I said this earlier, you don't want to do marketing. You want to build marketing assets when you do marketing. So each of those emails, when I was writing it, and I didn't even know it at the time, but each of those real emails, I was building an asset. And then that asset turned into a book. And then that book becomes a bigger asset, right? Um, so that I, I think consistency is so important. And, you know, I've been able to stay consistent through, and, it, and it's funny, the definition of a habit is this. It's when after a certain point, when you, it becomes a habit, it becomes harder not to do than to do. And so that's how I feel about writing an email. Like it, it, it almost like there's this weird crawling in my bones. If I've gone a day and I haven't written an email, I can't explain it. Like I, like I won't, it's, and it's happened. Maybe like I can count on one hand, how many times it's happened in the last like five years, because I've gotten to a point where it's harder not to do than to do. And I think that's where the consistency comes in. The consistency comes in when um, you, 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 after a certain point in the research, I think is now 66 days, you know, for something to become oh, a yeah. habit, yep. you know, but after the certain point, so it, it, it is not easy in the beginning. It's hard in the beginning. Right, because sometimes you sit down and you're like, I don't know what to write about. I don't know what to write about, like all that. But um, and I'll I'll talk about this, and I think this is an important skill about how to. So because this is so uh, you mentioned the kids book, so I have it here. Um, and this is so cool. um, yeah. So it's I wrote a I decided based on the um, the um, my one of my really really good friends Joe Hashi did this for his kids last year. And I saw that he did this and he asked me to write a chapter in the book. And I wrote a chapter for his kids in the book. And I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so I did it this year. And so I would sit down. I didn't write every day on this book, but I would write every Saturday and Sunday. I would block a, an hour or two to write in the book. And um, what it is, is basically just my, you know, hair and you know, I'm only 44, right? So I certainly don't know everything. I certain ha I, I, I certain I, I've lived life, but I certainly haven't lived a full life of what I'm going to live when I'm 64, right? And I, I'm sure I'll have a lot more to say in those next 20 years. Um, but the reality is, there is a lot that that I have learned. There's a lot that I know, and um, I I wanted to start a record of that. I wanted to start, you know, uh, a record of. Um, my thoughts and my beliefs and the things that I deem important. And I wanted my kids to know that. And my, my dad died, you know, pretty early, right. You know, he was like 73 years old. He wasn't dead at 73, but he lost his ability to communicate at 73 and then died at like 77. Right. And there's a lot about him that I would love like to know. Like there's a lot of mm -hmm. conversations, right. Of, of what he believed and what, 
you know, um, because there's only so much, you know, by just watching them. Right. Um, and so I wanted that for my kids. I wanted that them to, to understand what was important and really also use it as a guide, you know, for them, you know, how on how to live a great life and how to live a full life. And so, um, the book is 365 lessons, thoughts, ideas, teachings, things like that. Um, uh, for them. And uh, I asked a few different people. Vanessa, obviously, I uh, wrote a couple chapters for me. I asked my buddy Joe Hashi, you know, to write a chapter for me. Um, and uh, but I wrote, I think, out of 365, I think I wrote 353. And it took consistency. I, I will tell you this I got to the point where I got to 160, and I was just like, I don't freaking know if I can do this. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I, I don't know anything else. Like, I think I've told them everything I know, right? <laughs> and at 160, and like, um, but what you start to do, and this is where people can, it answers the question of how do you get all the ideas? I think that the most important thing is, is awareness, right? Uh, just being aware of what is going on around you. And then how do you leverage that to the value of your market? Right. So an example is like a gym owner. They might be like, oh, I, I don't know what to write about. I sit down and I'm not sure what to write about. Well, there's things that are happening to you every day that you could write about. Like, look at Seinfeld. It's the most popular sitcom in the world. And it's about nothing. Right. That's like yeah. what they like. It's like the whole thing is just about like, oh, George had, you know, coffee at the diner and there's a whole episode about that and they make it fun and they make it interesting. So I think some of it is about this as you're going through your day, look what happened and to start to think about, all right, this happened. How? So it's two things, connection, awareness, connection. So it's awareness of what's going on around you and then being able to connect how that could be valuable to your market. Yeah. So a lot of things happened throughout my life, the lessons that happened through their life. And I was able to link it back to something that would bring value to my kid's life to understand that. Yeah. So I think that's the ideas come from this, um, what's called synthetic creativity, where you're not just from scratch creating this blank slate and like this new concept and this new innovative idea no, creativity is really just about making connections of like looking at something that happened and then being able to communicate it in a way that's important. That's creative. That's really creative. Yeah. Like, like I'm not an innovative person at all, but I'm very creative. Yeah. I mean, it's only 1030. I could tell you, I learned a lesson a little while ago. I got a text from Vince and he said, Aunt, 1230? I thought we were doing 930. <laughs> so we had a little miscommunication in email and I thought, you know, I should talk to Vince because he should really have an assistant, somebody that's doing this kind of work because we wouldn't have had this problem. So I could write about that. Vince, I do have one question about your book, though. Um, breaking your balls. Um, when you were writing and you were up in that room and, 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 you know, then you have three kids and I'm sure they're loud and they're playing. Were you like, you son of a bitches, be quiet. I'm trying to do some work up here. Yeah. <laughs> like rewriting the book about them for them, those sweet little kids. And then you're yelling <laughs> at them and screaming. <laughs> um, I, most of the writing happened before they woke up. Okay. So I did it. I would do it in the morning. Um, 
And it was it was like a it, it became a cool weekend habit. And actually, last weekend was the first weekend I didn't write in the book. And it was almost like weird. I got up and I was just like, I, I, I was almost wow. like, what do I do? Because uh, I had finished. And it was like a weird feeling, but a cool feeling. But um, yeah, man, I I've worked on a lot of things in my life. And, you know, a lot of projects and a lot of things, like that, but there's nothing more valuable and more rewarding than uh, of a project that I've ever done in my entire life than this. And I'm giving it to them. The hardest thing is not to tell them about it because the book is here and it's like a few days I'm giving it to them as a gift on Christmas. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I have the books here and I got, I got a book for uh, a copy for, so there's only 10 copies that got printed three for them and then seven for the people that um, contributed a chapter. Yeah. Um, and so there's only like, and I'm not, a lot of people are, I've told the students like, oh, you should, you know, put it into publication and stuff like that. I think it's too tight. It's too close to look. Cause a lot of the stories about our family and, and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. But it's a, uh, I had a really good time writing it, but I think, I think the lesson to, to everybody is one, a, a, a commitment to consistency and writing. Right. If you want to get good. So uh, this was easier for me than probably most people because I'm just used to it by now. I'm used to sitting down and writing. And so I think that the skill of writing, and that's kind of what we're talking about here, it's a very valuable asset in terms of marketing. Right. Um, but then it gives you opportunities like this, like to be able to create this resource, you know, for my children is is incredible and it wouldn't happen without the consistency and the dedication to mar to learning writing from a marketing perspective yeah so i think it's i think it's and 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 going back full circle to the email conversation we had i think that's the easiest way right because like email it's like you don't have they're not they don't need to be super long like my emails range from 200 to 500 words yeah right and so it's like all right you're doing sitting down and you're doing something two to three days a week that is 200 to 500 words and every time you do that you're practicing you're practicing getting the words on paper you're practicing thinking about the, who you're talking to you're practicing thinking about what's going to make that person um, you know, uh, respond to this because that is the other thing with email. You can know if it worked right away. You send the email out, and if you ask people to respond, how many responses did you have? If you ask people to click a link, how many links you get? It's immediate gratification. Yeah. Right. Um, so <clears throat> I, I, I just, it's again, I'm biased because that's the tool that, that I've used. Um, but I think it's a, if someone does want to get better at marketing, it's a great way to practice it. And that's one of the, we do a, a module five, I think in the surge, we go over email writing. There's a whole module on e writing better emails and how to make money from writing emails. Right. So it's not just about writing the emails. It's like, how do you get people to click a link to respond that can move the needle for your business? It's not just about writing the emails. It's getting emails to get results. Yeah. Since I don't, we don't have the time to go too deep into this, but you and I mentioned this a little bit. And and I think what it, the intangible here on the writing is you've developed a voice over time. In the beginning, you probably didn't have your voice. You were probably trying to, there are certain things that you were trying to maybe do for the business, but over time you developed a voice and that, that goes into other 
aspects of your marketing and, and, and what you do. And then, you know, I think one of the things about you is you, like, you're really relatable. And you and I were talking about like my, Michael Hyatt for me was, I just, I looked at his life and I thought, and there was another coach that I just, I didn't want to live like that guy, but Michael Hyatt, I was like, wow. And by the way, we didn't have the same, Michael t- was pretty religious and he mentioned that a lot, but it didn't bother me because he didn't really throw it on me. But I just, I looked at the way he lived. It's, it's why we talked earlier about Mike Boyle, about how Mike's very relatable to people. I remember functional shrink coach one. He's like, guys, I just, we're, we're almost done. And all I got to say is I just want to go next door for a beer after this. So you're all yeah. invited to come for a beer. And Mike talked to everybody. He was hanging and you could, anybody that goes to a functional training summit knows that's what Mike does. He's very relatable to people. Um, and I think that's one of the things with you is doing, it humanizes you and it kind of gives us this thing like, oh, Vince isn't just this marketing machine. He's, he's a dad and he's, uh, you know, a husband, you talk about Vanessa a lot. So I think there's an element here that eventually your voice comes out the more you do this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I, you know, we have a mastermind filled with, you know, guys like me and there are plenty of people doing what I'm doing that are, you know, going out to Vegas and, you know, renting boats and, you know, renting, you know, mansions and, you know, uh, and doing that stuff. And that's fine. It's just like, if that's your thing, but like, I, I value, you know, time. I value commitment to my family and, having a good marriage and I value staying fit and strong and healthy. And, and that's why I think like a lot of you're going to, whoever you go with, um, you know, whoever you decide to get to help you, you're good. You're going to want to find the person that you connect with the most. And that's kind of what I try to connect with. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just lost power. Okay. Um, but I, I, I'm using my phone Wi-Fi. Um, can you just start, just redo that and we'll finish up. But, um, do you go back from, um, uh, the Vegas thing? Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, I know that there's, you know, and I appreciate that. And I know that there's a lot of other guys out there that are doing what I'm doing and, you know, they're renting mansions and they're got driving these cars and they're going out to Vegas and they're doing the thing. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that, that I try to do is just live as authentic of a life that I can. Right. And for, with me, what you see is, is what you get. Like I, I, I talk about my kids. I talk about my family. I, I, I like to travel, but we're not like going, I'm not like, you know, Oh, we're this year, this week we're in Turkey. And then next week we're in Greece. And like, that's fine. Right. Um, but I value being home with my family and, and be home. with So I, I think it's more along the lines of creating the, the narrative of a story where, um, and it's why I did stuff like write the kids book. It's like creating this narrative, the story of what people want out of their life. And I hope that, that, that I'm, it's so funny. It's like, I hope it's like lost power. I think it needs, you have these, like, you look like, you look like um, you know the the emperor from Star Wars right now when you actually have your yeah because uh, I got player. the screen and then oh, I have oh, the yeah. jabras on and the uh, the they have the lights on that tell 
Oh like my God. Say, I'm, so, I'm, I'm do you have a hood on too? I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh it's just because of... <laughs> it looks like you have a hood on. I got to take a picture of you to show you this. This is hilarious. I can but, see it. But anyway, so I, I think that that's it. So I, I just try to be my own authentic self. Um, this sweatshirt I'm wearing is 10 years old. You know, I'll drive, I drive a truck and I still I probably always will. Um, and, and I think that that's just, I, I don't know. Everyone's drawn to different people and I'm just trying to, you know, in this industry with the, with this job, you know, that I have is to inspire people to live their own version of their life. And, uh, I, I, I hope I'm doing it. I think I'm doing it. And, um, you know, uh, that's what I guess my answer to that question <laughs> very cool um no, absolutely absolutely oh, yeah let me move in to yeah, go the, ahead uh, I there you go. oh my god this is so funny um so like, um had a podcast with the emperor today <laughs> um <laughs> so vince thanks for doing this but we had a couple challenges with our uh with with this whole um with the with the Darth Vader thing here going on, and I lost power in the middle of this kind of crazy. This is so um, funny. <laughs> I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text you a picture of yourself. It's hilarious. Um, but Vince, thanks again, and happy New Year, brother. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, it. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening. Do me a favor and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. This way, you'll get notified when we get new episodes come out. And if you really, really loved it. I'd truly appreciate it if you left us a five-star rating. So thanks so much. If you're looking for more free stuff uh, from me, head over to vincesfreebook.com. You'll get a free copy of my marketing book. And just head over to vincesfreebook.com and I'll send you a copy. Thanks.